You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. We are a few days out from Christmas 2020, and I don't know about you, but I'm really immersing myself into this uh, Christmas 2020 because it's really all we get. It's right now we we wait for this and we get excited about this season and and yes it's been super super challenging however it's one of those things where we just have to buck up right we have to ride this ride and we have to make the best of it and while we're making the best of it I don't want to be so much of a damper right now but I did want to stay current in the global impact that COVID-19 has brought to us. And I wanted to stay current because I know with 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 all my heart that we're going to look back on this time and it, we're going to be we are living history right now. Our kids are going to grow up and remember this. Uh, we're going to grow up and older and remember this and I I'm learning that through self-journaling and self-reflecting that this is another way to measure growth. You know, and here I am and we'll get into the topic itself, but I feel so many feelings, right? And you feel so many feelings. And regardless, no matter what, someone, everyone in this whole world is feeling this cloud of COVID-19. So globally, we're, we're impacted, right? And, 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 we're, and we're asking like, gosh, how is coronavirus affecting not only the world, but my world? And I truly believe that everyone has their own story, even in this. The trials and tribulations that this disease has brought to us uh, on a global standpoint, to a country standpoint, to a state, to a city, to a family, to a business, to an organization, whatever it may be, uh, it is real, right? And so I, I felt that in five years, in 10 years, and especially with Project You, with Cami Craig growing so much right now because of you and, and because of you continue to send this to someone that that may need to hear this because they need a little extra hope. They, You might know someone that is a mom and, and doesn't that person doesn't get themselves enough, enough self-care and doesn't put them, themselves on a priority list and whatnot, you know? So we send these out to people to give hope and do give help and, and to remind each other that we're not alone. That's the, that's the underlying factor right here. And we're, we're really not alone because in this situation, right? Because we're, we're in this together. This cloud is over all of us until, until and when this cloud is lifted. And I look back at, at just life you know, my life. And I know you're looking back at your life and, and saying, gosh, I did truly feel alone when I was in an unhappy marriage, or I did feel alone when I was in that work environment and I was treated this way. I did feel alone when I was getting bullied in school because we just don't talk about it. Now here is a situation that I am asking all my friends, my, my family, my my fellow workers, my clients to talk about this and get it off their chest because 
the more that we get stuff off our chest, the more healthy we become. We, we are motivated to uh, live our best life, even through the trials and the challenges that we're seeing, you know? So what happened last week was very pivotal in, in COVID-19 for me. And, and I really want you to dive into what is pivotal for you in COVID-19. And I do want to say this out of the gate as we're talking about, we've all been affected, but I want to be aware of the people around me, you know, that are affected. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that this disease is real. It's attacking many countries. It's attacking many people. And and the numbers are skyrocketing and there's people that are dying and there's people that are really sick and there's people that are asymptomatic and others that have never felt a, a thing before, you know? And so you have then the front line and you have the nurses. And I think about the janitors at the, at the hospitals and, 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 and working in that environment and stuff. I, I think about everything that goes on in that arena that has to work in order to make it a running unit. And everyone's probably putting in more hours and everyone's probably tired. And then the nurses are getting sick and the doctors are getting sick, which means that there's not enough people and or um, like nurses to to cater to our patients. Right. So the story can go on there. And then I started thinking about, gosh, just the UPS and the FedEx drivers and and everyone, the male industry and our male men and women and think about how crazy just packages are right now and online shopping are right now and i can't imagine the the workload that those people are being put in right and then you think about your school district and the school district has all the teachers and then we have all the substitutes and the principals and the counselors and the therapists and all all the people there and then of course covid comes in and it takes people out for 14 days until they get tested or whatnot until they feel better and then that leaves and also the kids are leaving most of the kids here in the city and county of washoe county um are are mostly digital uh, uh, schooling right now you know unless you're in a private facility or unless you're in elementary school but still the kids are dropping too, you know? And so then that makes your classrooms either three to 14 people sometimes I've heard as low as. Uh, but but then the effect there is there's not a lot of help uh, because there's no teachers, right? Because they're also getting sick, which then leads to the superintendent to ask if the public can help to teach the kids. So if they're asking if we can come in as guest teachers. We need a high school diploma. We need to get our background check and then we can go into the school system and be there. Right. And then we got the, the first responders, you know, and, and we got the stuff that they're already dealing with the looting, the protests, the, the, murders, the homicides, the domestics, the traffic uh, accidents, like all of that, you know, and then you put COVID on top of it, you know, having that, that, that scare and that fear. And I know that that brings a, a lot to even those guys, you know, and they, they all seem so tough and they, they are our heroes. Uh, but at the same time, even the toughest people need help. They, they too are so strong, but they too are so weak, you know? And so, that that is being finagled 
a little bit, you know, and then you got the families also going back to the school district. And these are just things that I can think of right on the top of my head. But then you got the school district. And then that means that if they're not in school, then they're at home. Right. And then if they're at home, does that what if what if that mother or father or guardian doesn't have the opportunity to work remote? Then they're having to cut their hours back at work not go to work at all because they have to be there with their kid. Now they have to hire a tutor to come in and make sure or a nanny to come in and make sure their child is okay. You know, there's so many different and extra elements on that standpoint that is causing stress and is causing some anxiety and also frustration and all the things there, you know, and then, uh, then, you know, talking about the families, the family dynamic, how, how much that has changed. I've been talking to people about dating, you know, anyone that is remotely attempting uh, trying to date, it's not, it's not a thing because, you know, the entertainment system is gone and the movie theaters are gone and the bowling is gone and just the stuff that we used to do that was, that was a little, you know, brought a little vibe to our life. And, but then you do talk about the entertainment world. I just think about the, the, just the Broadway shows that, that gave us so much light and happiness and stuff. And I, I just can't imagine where all those creative humans are and those, those people of also passion um, are and what they're doing for work. Were they forced into the corporate world and to go to work for Walmart or just somewhere so they can get some income? Um, I don't know. You know, and then my, minus, minus all that, you, you kind of dive into the dynamic of the, the work overload for the people that do have a job and haven't been shut down or haven't had the restrictions to the topic that I really want to load into today, which is small businesses. How deadly this is for small businesses alone. And if you live in a state that is open, I just, I just am so happy for you <laughs> because of this virus and this disease is going to go through us and not around us, no matter what. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles, right? So in order for us um, to to be well and, and, and to stay up and not to get too far behind and all, um, it's important not only for the big corporate uh, world and not, and, and not just the front line and not just the first responders and the medical world and um, those that, that are essential, the the supermarkets and whatnot, right? To stay open and alive. But I really, really, really have the deepest heart and deepest compassion for the small business owners. And of course, I have a deep passion for this because I am one of them. I chose this. I knew that this was going to be a risk out of the gate and no one foresaw this pandemic. So everyone that I just vaguely talked about for the moment um, is is affected. Um, but but why I seem to be so much more passionate about this is because we live in a state that is is high and at, at its all-time high of depression and suicide and anxiety and homeless and unemployment. We have people left and right dropping out of the school system right now. We have left and people right dropping out of the casinos and not because they're just walking away, because they're getting laid off, right? Um, because we can't have the capacity that we once had in these in these units. 
So then uh, on the other side of things, not only are we getting laid off, but we're in this, this mental health fog right now. We are stressed out. We're nervous. We're scared and fearful of, of even stepping foot into another person's house. And I'm talking Christmas is a couple days away. And I cannot tell you how many people are just saddened, truly, honestly saddened by the fact that they're not going to see their family at all this year. You know, I was also talking, getting off subject a little bit. I was talking to a girlfriend at my brain health restoration center for my treatments. And she was like, yeah, I'm hearing all these stories and people are not even able to see their, their niece or nephew or granddaughter that was just born this year because those people are so scared for, for their little baby. Are they going to be okay if they see anyone? And, and that's a huge risk. So they would just rather not, right? I know that my niece was born last Jan- January of 2020 and I was able to see her while she's born um, all the way. And we were in the hospital, you know, that was January and come March, it was over. We didn't see Olivia until she was 11 months old and that was at Thanksgiving. And finally it lifted a little bit. It was like, okay, this is okay. You know, and so people are losing connection, which is what what we'll talk about as well a little bit. But I have another story of a, a client that lost her father. He was in the hospital and no one could go see him. No one could go say goodbye, send him off in prayer, uh, anything. Okay. And so they had to, of course, do the right thing for them and, and ask hospice to come to their house in order for them to do the right thing and to see their own father pass and have that connection and have those last words and that last touch. And that's just, I a hundred percent, that's what I would do, but that's where our life has gone. You know, and so there's so much pain on just connection while in the most devastating times, which the ultimate for me would be losing someone in death, right? That's just that's just a hyperdose of bad, you know, thinking about it. So uh, we're getting all that stripped from us and in the light of walking into Christmas. And then there's a lot of people that don't stand in fear at all. And they're like, no matter what, I'm going to be with my family. This is this is what I choose, and this is the risk that I'm taking, and we're taking together. But this is this is what is right for them, okay? And this this podcast is not about who's right, who's wrong, what's real, what's not, what what political party you stand in. It's truly about bringing awareness to being aware. This past week, I am more aware of all the business owners that are tragically standing probably on their tiptoes, okay, uh, on, on, a, on, on a bed of ice and just praying to God that they don't snap through that lake, you know, and praying to God that they just don't fail and fall over because they're tipping into their last dose of savings. They're, they're crossing their finger fingers that someone walks in so they can meet, meet their marker. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of people that shared with me this past week that they're not trust fund babies and they, they've had to work from the bottom all the way up and to run their business has been the most rewarding thing because they've learned so much and and now it's just taken from them without any assistance without any 
goodbyes without anything. It's just poof and gone. You know, and people are watching, you know, as a business owner, small business owner, we are mentored with our financial advisors, right? To at least have six months of of reserves in our bank account for disaster situations, which in my case, in your case, would be a pandemic. Okay, I'm I can work it out for six months, but guess what? We're, we're, we're walking into a year of this and then we're gonna dive into maybe another half year, a year, I don't know. You know, and there's some people that have not been gifted the PPP loan, you know? And that means that there's a forgiven loan out there to help and assist, but not everyone's eligible for that, right? And, and or there's not enough money for that, but then, you know, I can I can point fingers and say all the things like, oh, well, Tom Brady got nine hundred sixty thousand dollars in PPP. What's that? You know, but I, I don't I don't have the answers. But I know that it's messed up. I also know that it's messed up to be in debt uh, by one hundred and seventy two thousand dollars, and and you'll get you'll get told that, and also you might be granted the SBA loan, which is something that you have to pay back. And I think about the logic behind that. I'm like, okay, here the government says, here, here's your grant, but you need to pay this back starting back in a year. And if you don't have a job, it really doesn't matter. So we're gonna take your collateral from you. You know, and that's just it's just the craziest thing in the whole world to know that there's 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 not really the true help that we need. You know, the unemployment and the stimulus, like it was also promising and, and, and it's not there either. You know, and there's a lot of people again that have gotten it and that are abusing it. And then there's others over here that are just attempting to do it themselves and it's it's not falling in their in their in their place. So then that what does that call for? More stress, a little bit more anxiety, a little bit more irritability, a little bit more frustrations, and then and then you're just living on the edge and ice and uncertain and worry and and for anyone that doesn't know Jesus Christ this is a darker world and for for someone like me that does I see the light I see the hope and I see the positivity even in the most negative time of my life that I've ever lived you know I still laugh and I still play and I still get up and I meet my clients and you know a lot of crazy things have happened at the gym you know you go from this this industry where you're literally helping people grow and you're helping mental health be stable and you're helping the immune system and the antibodies and we'll get into that a little bit more but you're help 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 and then and then all of a sudden you're shut down for three months and the shutdown of three months i i lost our second location there wasn't a chance in the world 13 trainers went down to six like that and then the second location wasn't able to pay rent because we were literally shut down. Nothing could be in working system. And I had to pull the plug. And I didn't really understand what pulling the plug meant when it was pulling the plug, plug until recently, November 24th, we go into the to 25% capacity, right? Then you have the mandated mass and all the other restrictions. And now that this is a pause phase, and of course, this is for the the betterment of our our community, per our you know government is saying, and and we're gonna we're gonna do these things to be part of the solution and not the problem. And I and I totally understand. But at the end of the day, we have to be able to do things in order to stay here, 
right? Because I truly do believe that that small businesses are are what creates the bond of the community. What it's not the targets, it's not the WalMarts, it's not the Costcos. It's 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 us little guys in between that 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 are creating this strong Lego set. We are a part of the build. We are a part of the, the our little world and we're part of the circuit. We're a part of how things go round. You know, and and quite frankly, you know, when you're when you're sitting in front of a, a Washoe County Commission board, right? You realize that we are the people that are paying for our government, which, which is our commissioner of chief and our governor and everyone else, to be sitting even where they're sitting right now in their office. That desk was paid by you. That chair was paid by you. Their salary is paid by you. So I really do believe that we are a working system. This is together. We we create this life. And so to to not see a hard day from that side because you're secured in the job and for you know other people on the other side of the small businesses and I'm going to tell you more numbers just on my standpoint that's the facts I cannot tell you numbers of covid I don't know how many people have it I don't know how many people are dying I don't know those facts because it, there's so much ups and downs and that's that number's not right that's not right but I know my numbers and I know that from this we are down now 37% Okay, and we're we're now loading from the red zone, and and we were loading from the red zone. We were doing we were doing just fine, and we are giving so much back. And the, even even on this standpoint, like my heart aches because we we run community com, community um, community drives and fundraisers for other people, and at this point in this time of life, we haven't been able to do anything to give back because everyone's so strapped and, and we're just buckled down, right? So not really the point, but even on that angle of being a community-driven gym, just like a lot of other gyms are, just like a, a lot of other non-essential businesses are, we're not even able to be a part of that connection anymore. So when you're down 37% and then you roll into November 24th, we come in and then you're at down 25% capacity. That takes the numbers down just like that right there, all over again. And then you're building more fear in the community and to these people. And and then there's there's really blue collar people that are not willing to wear the mask because they know that that's their right. They can or they can't. And especially walking into a private facility, um, they're they're choosing not to walk back in if it's mandated right so so people forget to to think about gosh you're even losing those customers you're even losing those people and so they would much rather just go work out at home go buy online and 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 not not do the thing you know and so i again i'm i can only say all this because i've been observing it and observing it and observing it over and over and over again so I wanted to read you uh, something that I wrote. So I want to take you back to last week, and I got a call from my very dear friend, and he said, let's go to Washoe County Commissioner's meeting because this will be a great time for you to, to walk in with the rest of the community that are really hurting and to give each other support and and to share your little piece. And so it was a public hearing. You had three minutes. There was over 60 of us that spoke and about 200 people that showed up. And right when I walked in, I realized, wow, 
all these people among all the people that didn't show up today because they're 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 probably at their work site uh, are suffering and they're hurting and their their lights are almost out because they're unable to pay their bills and they're unable to get people in the door you know and so I walked in there uh, um, being the woman that I am and being passionate about my community because I've learned this before and no matter what we think that there's there's too many gyms or there's too many lawyers or there's too many dentists is is truly not true and especially in a community where it's it's a growing one right there's there's enough for everyone and and how you know it's there's enough for everyone is because wherever the sun shines and that light is shed and you see that light there's got to be room for for everyone else and everything else if that's how much sun is shining on us you know, and giving us that hope. So I've always walked into even to the fitness industry, being a being a woman in the male dominated dominated industry. I was like, I can do this. There's enough sun shining light on me to give me hope, to take the risk, to to be there for my community. And I know my vision and and my heart's desires is 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 warm as well. So I'm gonna give it a whirl. And sure enough, we're nine years in, and and 16 years in as a personal trainer. And I never knew that I would be standing at a podium with a mic in front of me, mask on, looking at the commissioner of chief and just asking if you would please hear my little voice. Can you please hear all these other 60 little voices and maybe, maybe make a big change? Because really, it's it's not up to me. It's not up to you. I can ha- I can be feeling all the feels. However, it, it, it just doesn't matter at the end of the day unless there's enough people that are feeling and, and being challenged by this to the fact where it's, it's literally hurting their livelihood and it's being taken from them. So that, that was the point of all this. It wasn't to go in and say, we don't like masks and we're not marrying them or we're not going to be a part of the, the solution. We're going to be part of the problem. That wasn't it at all. I listened to women get up there for 30 seconds and being like, this has got to stop. This is ludicrous. This is not even common sense anymore. There's no science behind shutting down and locking down and, and taking capacity to the slowest levels. Um, and then there's other gym owners just standing up and, and sharing exactly what I'll share a little bit more of, of what gyms bring to the table. You know, there's, there's other business owners saying that this is the second hearing that they've been to and nothing has changed if anything it's gotten worse you know and there's a lot of people that know that there's a lot of states that are that are open and they might not be hot spots and then there are states that are hot spots right now and the science behind shutting down is nothing because the virus is still going to go through so if we can do our part i'm sharing this do your part wash your hands social distance wear your mask you know do all the things but but also, um, we have to continue in life, and, and especially for this reason, as I'm going to share for the, all the gyms. First, before I go there, I'm just going to share what I had said in my three minutes um, at the Washoe County Commission Center, and then I'll go into the next part. This was December 15, 2020, at 10.50. Hello, my name is Cami Craig, a single mother of two, local passionate community member and small business owner of Cami Craig Fitness of nine years. I own the company CCF and have seen a large decrease of revenue since this economic burdens have been put on Nevada's businesses. 
The impact has been tremendous in the early stages of, of the pandemic, April to be exact. We are forced to shut down CCF based on governor's directives, leaving me and my family with no help, just a major loss. And secondly, we indefinitely lost our second location. CCF2 was in the heart of downtown as I opened with the intent to be part of the growth, bringing health and wellness to our all-time high suicide, homeless, depressed, anxiety-ridden city of Reno, Nevada. This year, the shutdown has cost me personally $172,000 so far with no help from the government as it seems I'm just a tiny ant in a gigantic ant farm. We are forced to lower our capacity to levels that are currently unsustainable. Our current location is in the red for the past eight months by 37%, and now with the directives to run business at 25% capacity has made these numbers even worse. As some think gyms are not essential, I have come to terms with myself and also with my community that gyms are essential. This field of health and wellness decreases anxiety, depression, stress. We build immunity and antibodies to fight off viruses such as COVID-19, the flu, cold. People are sick, anxious, depressed, and stressed as our city and state are restricting a business that has been proven to help people who are going through this and more able to fight this fight to become well. Every death from COVID is tragic, and I believe that we should all be doing our part to be part of the solution instead of being part of the problem. As small businesses are taking more precaution versus the large corporate businesses, Walmart, Target were my examples. This example is my gym has a 17 point system that has been mandated to make sure that everyone is safe in our private training facility in which is by appointment only. The respect is shared and admired from everyone who walks through the doors with ambition to stay home if one is experiencing any type of sickness. Temperatures are taken, hands are washed, sanitizing antibacterial bottles are supplied while everyone wipes their personal equipment down before placing it back on its home base. Liability waivers are signed by all with a desire to get well, stay sane, and also be a part of a community that 100% has been proven to bring light, clarity, and more love to a person's life rather than being remote, isolated, and forbidden to allow our dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin to be secreted, as each of us were designed to feel and experience through the basic form of medication, which is motion, nutrition, and connection. I thank you for listening to my story as I listen and observe and see that this is a huge problem in our city and state and other states that are under the same shutdown directives. I have the utmost compassion for this virus, people infected and also the front lines serving us. The problem is huge on this side as well. New York City small businesses are protesting today as we speak. Every small business in our nation is feeling this impact and I'm asking you, Washoe County, to stand up for the other states and do what's right. Give our small businesses a fighting chance by removing or reducing restrictions. As I'm committed to stand up for our community, our elders, our kids, our families, our businesses. Thank you for being an ear to listen and a voice to help make a difference. And that, that was my piece. That's all I had at that point. You know, and, and the feedback was beautiful. And, and, and so, unfortunately, the RGJ turned around and, and shared a really, really crappy newspaper article that was basically saying opposite of what was really going on there. You know, and so it's just sad for me because I here I am. I, I, I was just this business owner and I was passionate about 
the people and, and training and the kinesiology and the nutrition and all the things. And now I'm forced to, to know my constitutional rights. And now I'm forced to understand exactly, you know, what our freedom is and um, to fight for our business to even stay open. Because if not, I'm going to be forced to go into the corporate world. I'm going to be forced to shut down the gym uh, and, and, and all passion and all desire, uh, at least in this chapter of life, would be, would be gone. You know, and I've already seen one of the, the businesses drop like a fly in an instant. It was a day, the doors were locked, it was done, it was gone. You know, and so we, we ask ourselves right now, when can it go back to normal? And this is a question that has been reoccurring for months. And, and I know that this question has been going back and forth in people's heads every single day. And in the wake of our global health pandemic, we're, we're now just seeing a little bit more ambition to, to get back into the fitness routine because people are realizing that this is the, the best thing to do. You know, in the, in the place of uncertainties, we, we really start to adjust our mind a little bit and be like, what's, what's really right versus wrong here? And I, I said it the other day on my Instagram, and there's an Instagram eight, IGTV, and I was just saying, even if you cannot go to a gym and your gym is, you know, decreasing capacity, can't have you in, maybe shut down, whatever, get outside and, and go do something. If that's playing with your kids at the park, or if that's taking a stroll on your bike or, or walking around with your dog, I don't care what it is, a YouTube video and doing a home workout. It, it has to be done, done right now, you know, because this is, this is the one thing that can, that can kick COVID to the side, really. I've been studying over this past week since I got done at the at the meeting uh, under a scientist by the name of David C. Neiman. And this man right here suggests regular physical activity should be considered a key tactic for reducing our risk of contracting COVID-19. To, of course, physical distance yourself. Of course, wash your hands and cover your faces. But Neiman points out that regular aerobic and also anaerobic exercise increases our immune logical fitness which basically is exercise increases blood flow and mobilizes white blood cells which is one of the main defenses against harmful microbes like that's just science right there that's coming from a scientist by the name of david neiman that i literally have been studying under over this past week because i have to know the, the depths of what our service is. Every single gym owner that I know got a text message from me last week. And that text message was just sharing with them, write a letter please and, and send it to this man. And this man is going to do his best to send it to to the health department and to the COVID compliance officers and, and, and to the city and to our governor and all these all these people that, that have basically reign over what's going on and the decisions that are made. But we collectively want to share that gyms and other small businesses that, that are giving sanity and are giving greater mental health and are giving a place for physical activity are essential. And these are the reasons why. We're backing it up with scientific proven statements that are not just something that I'm making up. Just like my numbers that I gave you, I can't just make those up. They're they're real. They're not they're not 
they're not just, I'm not trying to create a story here, okay? I'm trying to do my best to stay factual and to be under, under that microscope, right? And so when we know that regular exercise also guards against obesity, right? I know this. I know that, that, that if you stay in regular exercise as a gym owner and a personal trainer and someone that's so invested in the medicine of motion and the medicine of nutrition and the medicine of greater mental health, that we are reducing hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. These are the three most important underlining conditions for COVID-19. A hundred percent, you guys. And, and we can make, like globally, as a planet, we can make a comeback, okay? And we can really kick COVID to the curb by, by using these vital motions of medicine, which is exercise, which is eating healthier, and which is therapy to the brain, okay? So on so many different levels, we can ensure that we can, we can also be part of the solution, which is individually, we can start making different choices on what we're eating, are we staying in motion, and are we, are we, are we treating our brain well, are we getting the therapy, are we getting to our counselors, are we getting good communication? Are, are we getting stuff off our chest? Are we, be, are we able to adjust? Because we always know that we're going to be stressed, right? But can we adjust in decreasing the anxiety and also uh, decreasing the depression by, right, exercise, nutrition, and good mind health? So, so that's where I'm really passionate about. And I know that the salon owners are passionate about these things. And I know the therapists are passionate about things. And I know that because as people are returning to their places of safety, their places of comfort, their places of happiness, uh, you know, and that's even churches, right? But the motivation is a key component to to having relationship with exercise, to having a relationship with healthy eating, to having a relationship with other people. Motivation has got to be there. And motivation comes from the the places that we go. You know, and so if if I know that I'm gonna go see someone like Leslie at my waxing place, I know that I'm going to be filled up. My cup is going to be full. And that is part of me filling my own cup. Like this is this is a really big thing right now. And so if we are inspired through motivation of either returning to places that that give us happiness, this is also a great way to, to stay sane and to stay healthy. And remember, I can say this over and over again, just like the scientist David Neiman says as well, wash your hands, stay social distanced. Um, don't go out when you're sick. Even if you have a cold, like, stay home for a while. You know, you don't have to go infect everyone. And that was my point also before we move on versus, you know, me, a small business owner, you, a small business owner versus Whole Foods. If I had COVID-19 or if I had a flu right now, I could walk into Whole Foods and infect everyone there. I could take off my mask and I could go in and infect. No one's asking me. Have I been subjected to someone for, of COVID in the past 10 days? No one asked me if I have it. No one's taken my temperature. No one's asking me to wash my hands. No one's asking me to sign a liability form. Nothing. You just come and go as you please. Just like the airports, just like the planes, just like the mass supermarkets. 
But when you walk into a small business, nine out of 10 times, you're, you're, you have that, you have that connection with them, like a personal connection with them. I would never walk into Leslie's place knowing that she's seeing other people and infect them with either a cold COVID or flu or tuberculosis or anything else. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't do that. It's just respect of having that connection, correct? And so when people walk into the gym, they, they know, because we've had that conversation, if you have a, a sore throat, please don't come in. And people have not even had COVID and they're like, I just don't want to go in. I'm sneezing. And they're, and they're negative. Thank you so much because no one else wants to get your cold either. So thank you. It's not even about COVID right now. It's about, I don't want your cold, <laughs> you know? And so then people get their temperature taken. If it's over a hundred, we send someone home and we have never sent someone home because we have that rapport. We have that admiration and that respect for one another, you know? And so that's the, that's the misfortune there too, with the, with the bigger, you know, elevated Walmarts and Targets and these mass places that, that get to, that get to run ship because they're essential. You know, so that, that is somewhat hard, you know, but when we are really keeping up the habit, we, we need to know that lockdown has brought great progress in the range of options for people to stay active at home. I've, I've learned so many different avenues of how people are staying at home. Again, the YouTube, um, videos and then the mirror now sponsored or, or owned by Lululemon, the Peloton bike, the Peloton treadmill, the Peloton app that they have, which you could do strength workouts and you can do hit high intensity interval training. You have all the business, um, gym owners and personal trainers that most of them have online training right now. I do FaceTime training with three of my clients right now. They have never walked back in the gym in the past eight months. I've done them all online, you know? Uh, but, but really I, I, I find that to be be cool because even the lockdowns have brought this creative genius for other people to to be active, right? But here's the catch. I see so many people jones in to get into the gym, but they're full of fear, but they're jones in to get in the gym. And I'm talking to people and, and some gym owners in other states that I'm talking to are saying that their members on average are 14 times more active right now because the... The reason is because that these facilities don't just serve fitness, they serve motivation, just like we were talking about. The motivation turns into inspiration and motivation remains the key ingredient for regular exercise, which is the connection and community of other people is, is the very reason why gyms, why CCF, why all these other amazing gyms just in their Valley of Reno, Nevada exist in the first place. I'm not kidding you. I, I, I'm talking to gym owners that in other states and they're like, it's, it's off the charts right now because people missed the connection. They missed the camaraderie. They missed the intensiveness. They, they missed the hellos, you know, and that's how God designed us. I know it. I mean, even Dr. Zavala said last, last one in the brain health restoration episode, he said, back in the paleo days, we were not under the roof. We were under the sun. The sun woke us up. The sun down took us to bed. We worked all day. We got the blue light from 7 to 10. We were happy. Endorphins, serotonin, dopamine was secreted throughout the day because we were in motion and we were working. You know, And so this, this, is, um, 
this is motivating to know that the gyms are being filled back up in other states because because one big reason it's not it's 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 motivation right and so there's different forms of motivation and that's why i believe gyms should be essential you know among the most powerful motivators right are the accountability and the sense of connection we get from working out with others and nowhere is this more evident than with a live group workout i just heard my 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 face girl say last week she was like okay i have the mirror but there's nothing like being at your gym there's nothing like having that that one girl like yourself or another trainer your trainer pushing me and motivating me and inspiring me to do exactly what it is absolutely nothing beats a live class right there's always an amazing vibe created in that room there's loud music pumping you're all working together you're pushing each other and there's a sense of connection and accountability that cannot be beaten and that brings sanity that brings greater health that great brings the endorphins people walk out of their gym their community their connected safe place and they are ready to take on the world there's there's uh, countless times that people say I was so tired when I woke up, right? And I was so angry and I was so frustrated. But, but by me putting my body in motion and putting everything forward, I'm able to be better, right? And so kind of diving into a different note so we can, we can get through this, but there's plenty of research shows this sense of connection and accountability pays forward over and over and over again, Right? I found that research shows and indicates that when we work together alongside with others, and this research is me over the course of 16 years, that is my research that indicates that when we work alongside each other, people are so more likely to stick at exercise than if we go at it alone. I had a guy by the name of Matt Steffen, and he goes, by the end of digital CCF, when the shutdown happened, I was over it. I needed to come back to my gym. I needed to be with my friends. I needed that camaraderie. I was done, you know, and my wife was getting mad at me. I was sweating all over the carpet. I had to change that out. And I get it. Really, science shows that we get more enjoyment and complete satisfaction when we work out in a big group. And and there's evidence that when we're surrounded by healthy actions of others, it rubs up on us. And that's why we say surround yourself with great people. Surround yourself with positive people because that rubs off onto you too right there's there's a study that i'm that i'm researching right now and it's published in obesity journal so it indicated that when overweight people spent time with their fit friends they lost more weight and the more time they spent with these friends the more weight they lost this is also backed up from the study of the university of pittsburgh school of medicine showing that 95% of those who follow a weight loss program with a friend complete it but just 76 make it to the end if they go alone. And I wanted to incorporate the Obesity Journal and the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine because Ashley and I and Dan at the gym see this all the time with Project C. We see the ones that come together. We see the ones that have that little competition, that accountability, that wake-up call, that drive to the gym together, that they are way more successful, which makes us more essential because at the end of the day i'm really pushing and 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 returning to the foundational 
meaning of why gyms are essential is because we are here to fight off cardiovascular disease. We're here to fight off hypertension. We're here to fight off diabetes. These are all things that are taking over our lives and and killing us. And so these are the underlying conditions that are taking that that COVID is taking, right? And it's being one one big mesh ball of sickness and illness and that's how people are passing. You know? And so I I say that once you get people together and you start getting them healthy and they start eating well and you get this, you get this, a sense of accountability and motivation from your trainer's environment, like you're building better humans, right? And, and going back to the brain health restoration, you're building better brains and you're building better internal organs, you know? And so really I feel that we should all know being physically active is a very, very important thing to long-term health. This is this might happen again in our lifetime. You know, we might see another disease pass through. And I'd like to say now that it is so essential for you to stay active, to stay healthy, to stay in line with, with, with better foods as your medicine. So you have long-term health. And so if you do come across something You know, this could be crucial for keeping people fighting the fight during this, like I said, ongoing pandemic and or something else coming our way. There's no situation. There's no age. There's no condition where exercise is not a good thing. I don't care what anyone says. That is false. Exercise is one of the best things that you can possibly do to fight the fight and to get better, to to build antibodies and to build a better immune system. And as we adjust... You know, and as we wake in this major health pandemic with all the lessons that we've learned and we have safer processes in place right now, I know that CCF does, it seems that we can finally go back to normal. And I'm speaking this and I'm putting this out in the universe because I don't want to see our community, you know, of non-essential businesses that I think are part of the Lego set. Okay, I, I truthfully do that we can honestly go back to normal, that there's no science behind shutting down the doors and especially of the churches and the gyms and the health and wellness centers that are out there to help our people be healthier, right? And from an exercise perspective, we can reconnect with the miracle cure by working out in the ways that we love to the best. Find Find a class, find a gym, Find a trainer, find a friend, find a video, find something that that you can piece into your life today. You know, find a nutritionist, find a, a registered dietitian, find these people and support these people because I promise you nine out of 10 of these people love what they do. They're so passionate about what they do and they want to help you. You know, and and I think of even, I I mentioned this before, but even the man that that helps me with my pond, he he has a pond business, a small business because he loves that life. He loves fish. He loves loves knowing about all the things that we don't know about and we need him, right? And I, I just... I just don't want to see everyone go by the wayside and just not be, not be heard. And, 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 and quite frankly, to end this podcast, 
I'd like to say that mental health is, is, is needed. A friendship is needed. Love is needed. If you haven't reached out to someone lately and that person has been on your heart, please reach out to them. Call them. Send them a handwritten letter, a note, a card. Drop off a cinnamon roll, vegan cinnamon roll, <laughs> to their doorstep. Do something so extraordinary this Christmas season and expect nothing in return. Be a part of someone else's mental health. Be a part of someone's worry and concern. And when I say be a part of that, be a positive part of that. Decrease the worry and concern in that person's life by just letting them know that, that you know that they're there, that you know that they're worth it, you know that they're appreciated, you see them. And that can, that can make the world a difference in someone's life right now. So beyond talking about the small businesses, and, and knowing what we're really here for, which is to connect and to love and to embrace one another in these most hardship times is, is to really fight the fight as a unit, you know, because it seems like on the other side, they're fighting their fight as a unit. And so I just want to see everyone come together in love and in clarity and understandment that we're here and we're not alone. We're not alone. So I know that Christmas is Jesus's birthday. I know that he is the reason for this season. And I know that if I worry more, that I'm, that I'm putting more emphasis on the, on the devil and the evil and the darkness and the enemy. And I'm not going to give that kind of energy to him. I'm not going to give that energy to to that. So I do want to bring awareness and I do want to bring light to the situation and, and logic. And I also want to bring hope. And Jesus in my life is hope. And I hope that you find the hope. I hope that you're curious about the hope. I hope that you want to give hope to other people. That is part of my job as, as a human. Part of great humanity part about being a decent human is to look at other people with a genuine heart and a genuine eye and not want anything in return and just know that, you know what? I went to the Washoe County Commission's office for not only myself today, not for my boys, but for everyone else too. For the ones that are stuck at the house, you know, with, with their kids and now they're, now they're teachers because they can't go to school. You know, like those are the people that we go there for too. We're, we're working together. So that is part of history that I'm plugging in to Project You today. And everyone has their own story. So as you're writing in your journal, what is your story? How has COVID affected you? And in 3, 5, 10, 20, 30 years as we look back on this time, we're going to be able to measure our growth. We're going to be able to see where life is then. And pray to God that it's a better life. Pray to God that we can and we will get out of this. And, and, and by the grace of God, no matter what, he's there for us. And I put so much emphasis on, on this right now because of Christmas coming in a few days and, and, and keeping sight on, on this season right now and know that we are so blessed and we have so many things to be thankful for. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas and I'll talk to you next week. But in the meantime... Make as many memories as you can. 
give someone a phone call, shoot someone a text that you haven't talked to in a very long time, maybe a handwritten letter. I love getting handwritten letters from people. It, it, it shares that I was thought about. It shares that that person had time for me. Time? Time is a constraint right now. So to know that that person had time for me is so beautiful. So yeah, that's where we're going with this. Merry Christmas, you guys. I'll see you next week. Mwah. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.